Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, brought to you every third Tuesday monthly at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. UK Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. A Serious Radio Live invites you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium, Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. Be prepared for another amazing show covering fascinating topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, life on other planets, and much more. Today on Aetherius Radio Live, your hosts are Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze, and they will be discussing God's magic in action. So without further ado, I give you Richard and Chrissy. Thank you, Nikki. Thanks, Nikki. And hello, and hello Chrissy. Hello there, Richard. How nice are to speak you, to you today, again. Lovely to speak to you too, and lovely to speak to the Aetherius Radio Live listeners. Absolutely. Hello everybody, and thanks for tuning in. Now, we did say last month that we were going to talk about the yoga mediumship, or the yoga of mediumship, which is a fascinating topic, because most people don't relate yoga to mediumship. Uh, Dr. George King has revolutionized mediumship and taken it onto a completely different level. We've touched on this before on Ethereum Radio Live, and we were going to discuss that, but then we, we had a thought, think about it, and thought, well, it is the 50th anniversary of Operation Sunbeam, which we covered last time, and we really should do a bit more. We wouldn't do it justice if we didn't go into what Dr. King called God's magic in action. Absolutely, and this is what we're going to be focusing on today. And also a good opportunity is to, if you haven't already, listen to the last month's uh, recording, which will get a lot more information about what Operation Sunbeam is. Yes, indeed. And this... um, this month, this week's rather, this month's show is also based on a book which you can get, which is Operation Sunbeam, God's Magic in Action, which is a, a fascinating book. Uh, it's very, very different from, if you're not for very familiar with the Theorist Society uh, publications, very different from anything you'll have ever read before. And the, the first half of it is a bit longer than a half, but the first part of it is what we're going to be basing this program on and some fascinating figures because the missions of the Ethereum Society and the approach of Dr. King and the Cosmic Masters has revolutionized metaphysics on this planet. It's taken it forward centuries. And in fact, very often, Chrissy, I find that the information that we're given contains a teaching within it. It's not sort of you know, like an aphorism that's delivered by a great master per se. It might be a piece of information, a piece of calculation, a a modus operandi of a mission, but in there is a fantastic, very, very revealing teaching. Yeah, absolutely. And they they seem to um, be in keeping with this age, of course, the Aquarian age, and this change of consciousness that will take place throughout this next 2,000 years. I think a lot of the seeds are planted, as you say, within the missions. Yes, and, and of course, the, perhaps the two aspects that come through most from the missions are number one, karma, and number two, energy. And those two yes. uh, aspects, if you like, which are perhaps the highest aspects on earth in that order, um, are the very sort of makings of the power and the effect of these missions and uh, today we're going to be talking about both those aspects in conjunction with Operation Sunbeam. Yes, absolutely. So, Chrissy, Should we remind I, people, we, Richard? Um, yes. I'm sorry, Carol. Uh, no, I was wondering on, if you could remind people, uh, Richard, uh, briefly what Operation Sunbeam is before we begin. 
Good idea, good idea. So for those who, who haven't heard about this before, Operation Sunbeam is a mission, and as Chrissy said, do listen to last month's programme and you'll get far more in-depth on exactly what it is. It's a mission in which energy is given back to the Earth and directly back to the Earth. It's never been done before. Energy has been sent out for Gaia, for Mother Earth, but it hasn't gone directly to her and into her being. Uh, until now not from ordinary people upon earth at least and now that's being done and it's being done actually also by the ascended masters now as well and they're also doing this mission after it's after it was given and so that's really what it is and that is a token repayment uh, we called it payback time repaying the massive debt we owe to the earth the mother earth the beloved mother earth who's more important than all of us put together and that is in itself, of course, is a very powerful karmic manipulation. It's changing the karma of humanity that even though it's a few people in the Ethereum society are doing this, we're doing it on behalf of humanity as a whole. And that's altering the karma of humanity. And we're going to talk about one aspect of that alteration of the karma of humanity today, aren't we, Chrissy? Thank you very much, yeah. So I think the best thing, Chrissy, might be if you'd be kind of... We, it's based, it starts, anyway, based on a transmission delivered by Mars Sector 6. We've spoken a lot about this great being before, the one who gave the nine freedoms, among many other things, and the one who controls satellite number three for our spiritual pushes. And so the book starts off with that, and I think it's not a long transmission. It'd be a good idea, Chrissy, if we just went through that transmission and perhaps pausing every so often if we need to explain anything in it. Okay, that sounds good. Um, this transmission was delivered on November the 19th, 1978, and I will be start from the beginning. This is Mars Sector 6 reporting from satellite number 3, now in magnetization orbit, Terra. Subject, further revelations regarding the importance of Operation Sunbeam. Because your Operation Sunbeam has been run, except for one part of it, by terrestrials and those in terrestrial bodies, it is much more vital to Terra as a karmic tool than it would have been had the operation been run by non-terrestrials. Yes, I think we should perhaps pause there. Just explain again that the one part of it that is not done by ordinary terrestrials or by terrestrials at all is the charging of the uh, batteries or the charging of the psychic centers, the energy supply, the source, if you like. This comes from masters from Gotha, beings from other planets we've talked about in depth in the previous broadcast all about them. And also, it, come, it came originally from St. Peter on the first phase himself. Uh, that's because our energy is just not elevated enough. It couldn't, wouldn't even be accepted by the Mother Earth. It's not of sufficiently high quality. So there we get help. But everything else is done by human beings uh, and by everything else. I don't just mean the performance. I mean the donations and the support and the hard work in whole varieties of, of ways and the prayers that go to make this, uh, this mission run. And that's what makes it the karmic tool that it is. In fact, we're told that even if were it done and is done now by ascended masters, it wouldn't be as powerful or as effective, might be far more powerful, but as effective from a karmic point of view than when it's done ordinary Earth people. That's such a fantastic <clears throat> fact about Operation Sunbeam, isn't it, Richard? certainly is, yes. So the next part, one aspect of this importance will now be given to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because of Operation Sunbeam, we have been able to extend the function of satellite number three around Terra on a sliding scale from 7.5% up to 21% longer, which it is at the moment. I think we should explain should what I that continue? means. Shall I just explain what that means? That that oh, as, as do, I think yes. yeah, as I think listeners know, they know about satellite number three. They know we have certain orbits. If not, those times are on Ethereus.org, when satellite number three is in orbit and potentizes all spiritual action by a factor of three thousand times. 
And what this means is that since Operation Sunbeam started, it has increased the amount of time. The karmic manipulation has increased the amount of time satellite number three was in orbit. The sliding scale means that when Sunbeam started, it would be 7.5%. And when this transmission was delivered, which is 1978 in November, as Chrissy said, be 21% longer. So throughout that period, it was gradually increasing. And of course, this doesn't deal with what's happened since, that we haven't been told. We can only assume it's likely to be even more. Um, it extends the amount of, if you like, divine intervention that we are allowed uh, through satellite number three. <clears throat> Do you think, Richard, you might explain what you mean by divine intervention to people who are perhaps tuning in for the first time? Or yes, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it... Sure. I mean, keeping it quite simple, a lot of people say, well, you know, why doesn't God just come down you know, with almighty and all-powerful and sort our problems out for us? And, of course, the reason for that is karma. But the more effort that we make, every step we take, they can take two towards us. And so by the manipulation, the faith, the effort, the work, the effectiveness of Operation Sunbeam, um, that's enabled a greater degree of help from higher powers, divine powers. And in this case, we're talking about help from satellite number three. Thank you very much. I'll carry on reading. Please if do. you take this into consideration, that is the uh, increase extending the function of satellite number three, if you take this into consideration, you will see that not only did you attempt to give back to the life force of terror some token repayment, but also, because you did this in the way that it was done, this allowed satellite number three to be in orbit longer than terrestrial karma, unmanipulated, would allow it to be. Yeah, I think that's been explained. Think, yes. If Operation Sunbeam had, no, had had no more repercussions than this one important one, it would still have been worth all your effort all your expense, and in certain cases, your mental and physical suffering. Yes, the main mental and physical suffering uh, was borne by far by its inventor, Dr. King, who went through tremendous stress uh, and tremendous effort day and night in order to get Operation Sunbeam to where it was. I mean, we wouldn't begin to know how to bring a, a mission or devise a mission like this, but even if we did, and I think we covered this last month as well, we wouldn't know how to get the right permissions and what, if you like magic, to use a word, is required to bring this about, to enable this to take place. So all of that he took on himself. Um, don't get me wrong, there are many people, dozens of people, uh, scores of people actually through the decades who've helped uh, and who you know who still do help and stay up late at night and work hard and make sacrifices uh, financial sacrifices as well and great effort in order to do the mission and that's also a fantastic manipulation but the main suffering I would, I, has to go and has to be this has to be said was borne by Dr. King himself personally including, I want to add, taking karma to enable this mission to take place upon himself. Thank you very much, Richard, for explaining that. Of course, I think it would be almost impossible to devise something of such importance for this planet without uh, tremendous mental and physical suffering. I mean, because you're, mm. you're changing the whole karmic pattern of humanity. I mean, this is a huge... <laughs> Manipulation, is it not? So, it is um, indeed. It is indeed. I'll continue. Of course, the scope mm. went further than this. And in the near future, the scope of this karmic beam of manipulative light will be extended even further, allowing us to operate satellite number three around your planet even to a greater degree than the 21% addition. Don't you love That's that key Richard, karmic that? beam of manipulative light? <laughs> I, I, I got made a, a, a note of that. No, I mean, that's a, a phrase I think we should use, actually, in the Ethereum study, Chrissy, a karmic beam of manipulative light. 
That's Mars Sector 6's description of Operation Sunbeam. And he's a Lord of Karma. So it's, it's a beautiful way of describing manipulative light. It's fantastic. Uh, but he also makes a promise there that it will be extended even further. And that's happened. That was in 1978. Since then, for those who are familiar with Operation Sunbeam, it's moved through two major developments, one called Plan B, and the other called Plan K, which we now do. So that prophecy came true. And also, here's a promise, allowing us to extend satellite number three around your planet even to a greater degree than the 21% addition. And indeed, the spiritual pushes that we've been given, and they had to be given in Dr. King's lifetime, the dates are much longer than had originally been uh, conceived when they were possibly uh, laid out before. And also... Of course, we don't know what other intervention can be performed, is being performed, as a result of Operation Sunbeam today. Oh, that's so true. Thank you, Richard. And the next part of this transmission is very, very interesting. This fact could only have been revealed from the present source, hence the revelation at this time in this way. Yes, that present source must be satellite number three, I assume. Um, and of course, uh, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't say through the present source. It, it could either mean Dr. King, or it could mean from himself. Mars Sector Six is the only person, and this is how I would read it, right. who could make such a revelation about the activities of Satellite Number Three, which actually adds even more to the promise that it will allow Satellite Number Three to operate even more in the future. A wonderful promise. And then he ends by saying, Mark to 6, you can easily appreciate why your Operation Sunbeam is more important than any spiritual function performed by any other country upon terror. Extend, make better, help more. This transmission came from Mars Sector 6 on satellite number 3 in orbit terror. No sanction was sought or was necessary for this transmission. All transmissions are now discontinued. And that's extremely unusual, isn't it, that ending? Those who are familiar with Mars Sector 6, usually, he usually cites the sanctions that he receives, be it from interplanetary parliament or whatever source it is. But in this case, no sanction was sought or was necessary. In other words, he is the authority on this matter. And that would echo the idea that no other source could have given this. And mm, it's, it, he's the one who, who determines the operation of satellite number three. And, of course, it later was revealed that he's a karmic lord, of course, and therefore in a position to do that. Um, right. And, of course, that quote there about Sunbeam being more important than any um, spiritual function performed by any other country upon terror, or Earth, terror meaning Earth, is, uh, you know, echoes something that the lords of the flame themselves... I think we mentioned this last month, had said it's a greater than any mission being performed by any organization or country on Earth. Um, quite a yes. staggering statement. Uh, and it goes to show Absolutely. it's not about numbers, numbers of people. It's about what you do and how you do it and who you do it with Absolutely. in conjunction with, you know. Yes, yes, exactly. <clears throat> Now, um, I've been through the, 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 the long and brilliant um, commentary on this by Dr. King, which people can read in their leisure. I'd, I'd just like to pick out one or two statements, Chrissy, from that, and by all means, you might have ones you want to pick out, or you, you certainly may want to comment on the ones I pick out. So I think the best thing we could do is sort of get to the meat of it and, and what this really means. So shall I start the ball rolling? Oh, great idea. Thank you, Richard. Okay. So later on, by the one, to, to reiterate what's already been said here, Dr. King actually says, had Operation Sunbeam been performed wholly by the Great White Brotherhood, for instance, with no involvement in any of the phases by ordinary terrestrials, it would not have brought about the degree of transmutation of neg negative karma, which it did, which is one of the extraordinary things that in that respect we can do more for the karma of the world than they can, even though they make us look ridiculous in their spirituality and their abilities, because of karma, because we're ordinary terrestrials, we can do more, which is a, a very inspiring fact, I think, which we yes. should all of us take heed of, not just to do with Sunbeam, just in general. Yes. 
Now then he yeah, goes on to absolutely, say. Absolutely, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. No, I was, he goes that's on. a good point. I'm thinking about that too. How you know, quite often people think, well, I'm only one person. What can I do? Well, I think uh, you can take that teaching, that profound teaching, and apply it to everything we do on a positive nature, spiritual nature. Yes. Going on then, Dr. King very quickly says this. Since receiving this transmission, I've also taken a mental transmission from an intelligence called Mars Sector 8 Special Advisor S2. This cosmic advisor gave a whole wealth of information on the same subject. We now have enough information on the effects of Operation Sunbeam to reveal a long list of truly staggering figures. Figures which reveal that millions of prayer hours of spiritual energy have been radiated to the world as a direct result of Operation Sunbeam. And I think we should pause just for a moment because we haven't, I don't think, if at all, mentioned uh, Mars Sector 8 on Ethereum Radio Live. I mean, we may have done in passing, but I don't think we have, which is quite staggering, really, because he's so, so very, very important to the Ethereum Society and to the world. So could I just take a little time here, Chrissy, just to tell our listeners something about Mars Sector 8? Oh, absolutely. That's a great idea. Yes. Thank you. So of, of the communicators through Dr. King, uh, I would say, I haven't done a count on this, that the most regular through the, the years was, was the Master Ethereus. And the other very regular one would be Mars Sector 6. Um, and then, of course, the Master Jesus, we know, gave the 12 blessings. He wasn't a regular communicator through all the decades, but especially in the early years, uh, he did give, not only in the early years, but especially in the early years, he gave a, this wonderful body of work, The Twelve Blessings. Go to 12blessings.org. Please join in, if you're not already, with our online services at weekends at 5.30 p.m. on Saturday and, uh, and Sunday, depending what time zone you're in. Look, look it all up on 12blessings.org. Uh, so that was a fantastic body of work. But the other communicator, who was very regular and remained regular through the decades, really, is Mars Sector 8. Now, Mars Sector 8 is extremely interesting. When he, I'd like to just highlight, Chrissy, the very first, and I believe this is the very first transmission that he gave, because it's very relevant to Operation Sunbeam, indeed. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, and yes. This yes, is yes. something, yeah. This was on February the 10th, 1957. And I think... Uh, based on a comment that came through afterwards, that um, Dr. King just sort of picked it up because satellite number three came through straight after this and said, might I point out the mental channel number one, that's Dr. King, was tuning in rather as a pirate station. That's their great sense of humor. But it sounds as though he just picked it up and tuned in on this uh, message which came through from Mars Sector 8, there was another one just before it. And this is the message that Mars Sector 8 delivered. And I believe this is the first message ever received from Mars Sector 8. And it goes like this. This is Mars Sector 8 reporting from 32 miles above the surface of Earth, just over the Swiss Alps. We're carrying on a power impregnation in this sector because of a certain magnetic belt which actually goes right through the Earth. We're actually at this moment impregnating that particular magnetic belt with our energies so that these may travel right through the Earth and may help the terrestrial Logos. This is termed as Operation Number One for it takes priority over all other operations. Mars Sector 8 discontinuing. Now, there's a lot in that. There's a tremendous amount in those few lines there and it's fascinating stuff. Uh, it's revealing many things, and it could be, and I don't know this for certain, the very first mention through Dr. King of the concept of sending energy directly to the Logos of Earth. It's termed there as Operation Number One, and we know later a term came in, Operation 111, and it may be that although Dr. King was just sort of tuning in, and this was very early days in the Ethereum Society, this, is, this was, in fact, what we would now call Operation 111, because it's energy delivered to the Earth, and energy delivered through uh, the Swiss Alps, 
which later in a lecture Dr. King did reveal that the main centre of the earth for charging this the logos of earth used is in Switzerland um, now that we have to be careful with what he means by that because uh, some might say oh that means it's the most important centre on earth he didn't use that phrase he just said it's the main centre used for charging now this could be the very first con you know, mention of a concept of directly sending energy to the logos of earth which of course is exactly what Operation Sunbeam does not through that centre at least not by the Ethereum Society um, and, in, and it's a very fascinating thing and it came from Mars Sector 8 so but I don't know whether you've ever heard that before Chrissy actually I haven't no it's very very well, nor had I by the way nor had I till last week by the way so it's no, I, I, I'm, I thought I'm it was working. interesting I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry no, no, go on please go on no I thought it was interesting that Mars Sector 8 said he was 32 miles above the Earth's surface is that correct because I was just googling it. Very close, isn't it? The stratosphere is between eight to thirty-two miles above the Earth's surface. The atmosphere, really? atmospheric temperature zone, uh, which is Gosh. contains an abundance of ozone. I was just googling it, so I thought that was really so interesting. Because I don't miles. know if that was That's known in 1957. Yeah, so between eight and thirty-two Live miles. Are getting a live confirmation here because this is the first time you've heard that. I didn't tell you earlier. I was going to do, to mention this, and you've Googled while we're live, and you found out that the stratosphere is exactly 32 miles above the surface of Earth over Switzerland. Am I, is that right? It's between eight. It's between eight and 32. But it, between it eight ends and 32, at 32 miles. miles. It's interesting. It ends yeah, so at 32 miles, and that's exactly where they were. That's a fascinating kind of indication, possible confirmation. Yes of uh, the why they were there and this is all happening live folks this is not pre uh, being worked out beforehand and they were carrying on a power impregnation uh, and he says it actually goes right through the earth and it says to help the terrestrial logos so now this is a, a science i mean it's been stated by dr king that the ascended masters um, certainly since 1978 are performing uh, operation and, and I couldn't say it was ever since 19. It could be later on, sometime after then. Uh, we're, we're actually performing Operation 111 themselves, but this will be after, as far as and, and whether they were doing it before, I don't know. But they certainly were doing it after this time. They may have taken that lead possibly from Operation Sunbeam. This I don't know. Because Dr. King did tell me once that, of course, the Great White Brotherhood themselves, they could do uh, uh, the, the mission of Sunbeam through themselves. Really? Because, of course, they're so elevated themselves. Um, but they didn't, that, that wouldn't be Sunbeam. They were going to actually have a apparatus as well, uh, or certainly have apparatus for Operation Sunbeam. But there is a, a very early thing and it's something that comes and I believe the first thing that ever came from Mars Sector 8 and really it's all about sending energy to the Earth which is turned out to be our master's absolute signature mission, uh, his great invention, an invention which has even yeah. been touched by a supreme lord of karma as we, as we said last week so that I thought I'd throw that in before we get into Mars Sector 8's figures and there's so much more I could say about Mars Sector 8 maybe we should keep it for another program but just putting it very briefly uh, he was known originally as Mars Sector 8 General Information and then later on we were told about the master referred to here in God's Magic in Action Mars Sector 8 Special Advisor S2 and then later on, we were told about Sector S2, had a team including two ladies, uh, lady, great lady masters, um, and Sector S2 are all linked in to this, this being. There's a lot of mystery about what exactly Mars Sector 8 is. It's certainly located on Phobos, the smaller of the two. Am I right there, or is it Deimos? Anyway, it's the smaller oh, of the two Martian sure. moons. Um, and it's, it's lately, I, I think it might be Deimos, as a matter of fact, but it's the smaller of the two Martian moons, which is an artificial satellite, and it's also known as central control as well. 
and so central control is used to describe that sector and energy is sent from central control which we take to be uh, on demos and i think we'll do a program later on chrissy all about mars saturate or else we won't carry on with what we're talking about today i suggest it sounds like a sounds like a great idea Richard. it really does there's so much yes. information isn't there yes yes indeed in fact next uh, next month you're you're doing a program on flying saucers i know you're doing uh, the world without flying saucers lifeless i won't be on that program that'll be you and and alison my wife uh, but maybe after that uh, we could we could do it either in december or january certainly uh, because Mars Hectorate deserves. He also is a extremely unique, has a unique teaching method, which we won't go into now, but it's, he has his own distinctive style and approach uh, in giving teachings as well. Um, yes. So perhaps we, we, we should go on, or perhaps we should go to Nikki now and, and have a, uh, some announcements and then come back to the actual breaking down these figures and what they actually mean to all the realms of this planet. Yes, let's do that. Thank you, Chrissy and Richard. You are listening to a Sirius Radio Live with hosts Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence talking about God's magic in action. More information about Operation Sunbeam and other world missions performed by the Aetherius Society can be obtained from our website, aetherius.org, together with details of various publications and audio titles available on CD or download. You can also find out about other essential activities of the Aetherius Society on our website. As already mentioned, you can help in sending out more spiritual energy to our world by joining in with the live online services every Saturday and Sunday. And to find out more, please visit 12blessings.org. That's 12 in digits. Another exciting event, 12 Midnight GMT on Friday, November 4th, heralds in what will be the first hour of the 4th spiritual push for 2016 when Aetherius Society centers worldwide welcome into orbit of Earth, a giant spacecraft we know as satellite number three, which floods our world with much needed spiritual energy. For the duration of this spiritual push or magnetization period, which lasts until Saturday, December 10th, all spiritual actions performed with a selfless motive are enhanced by a factor of 3,000 times. You are warmly invited to attend one of our centers for this potent first hour service and indeed any of our services and activities held throughout this period. Please visit atheist.org for full details. I'm also very pleased to mention that just a week before the next Aetherius Radio Live show at the Aetherius Temple in London on Tuesday, November the 8th, there will be a lecture given by... Alison Lawrence, on the fascinating subject, The World Without Flying Saucers, Lifeless. For details about this and other events taking place in November at the Temple in London, please visit the website london-temple.org. For further information about events at the Michigan branch, please visit ethereusmi.org. Well, that's it for now, and over to your host, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. Well, we'd better push on, um, uh, Chrissy, hadn't we? So this sliding scale then from 7.5% to 21%, and please, Chrissy, if, I, if I'm sort of getting a, a little bit, I'm not explaining this properly, please do interrupt me. Um, this amounted, it was calculated in that period, and I want to stress in that period, up to November the 19th, 1978, um, to 167 days. So we're talking about the start of Sunbeam in 1966, which we talked about last month, up to this date of this transmission in 1978, brought 167 extra days of satellite number three activity. We're told now it could be even more extra days we're getting. What does that mean? Well, I want to read a little paragraph here by Dr. King from his commentary. He said this, Mars Sector 8 Special Advisor S2 very cleverly and thoughtfully gave us these figures in prayer hour units. A prayer hour is defined as the amount of prayer energy radiated by one person who prays in a concentrated dynamic fashion 
for one continuous hour non-stop. It takes a fair amount of concentrated effort for a person to send out one prayer hour of spiritual energy. So that's the definition. And of course there are two things happening, um, two major things happening during a spiritual push. One is that the actions of everybody are potentized by a factor of 3,000 times. So that's one way that the energy goes out from satellite number three during that period. And the other way is through the spiritual energy radiators, which we've talked about before, uh, which are operating. And at that time, there were two. So 12,240 prayer hours per day sent through the spiritual energy radiators. We'll come on in a moment to what was sent out through Earth. Um, and the quality of the energy, energy radiated through the spiritual energy radiators is better uh, say than the quality in, in Operation Prayer Power, for example, which is extremely effective, the op- prayer power energy. But it's a, it's a frequency that varies, doesn't it, Chrissy? Do you want to say anything about that at all? About the different qualities of energy? Uh, yes, you, we were talking earlier, weren't we, about the different frequencies radiated during an evening run of the spiritual oh. energy radiator. Yes, interestingly, like we're to? told that... Um, well, you can elaborate, but we're told that no, no, each hour... Don't. Each hour of um, a spiritual push run, which is from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m., a different frequency of energy is is sent out. And the the last hour of the run, uh, every one and a half seconds, one prayer hour of energy is is sent out. I think it's a difference in the quantity as well. Um, So that's incredible concentration of energy, isn't it? When you described earlier what a prayer hour is, and then you think that every one and a half seconds that we're... Um, you know, during that last hour each evening during a spiritual push, Indeed. that much energy is yes. sent out. It's amazing. And of course, one point we should make straight away, which is a key point, is that satellite number three does not just send energy to the physical plane. Sat- mm. Satellite number three sends energy to all the levels below level seven, all the inhabited levels. In fact, Uh, It's very interesting, it's slightly off the subject, but it's an interesting fact that um, prayer power energy released uh, in the early years of prayer power, um, I believe I'm right in saying that 10% of that energy in prayer power releases went to the lower astral realms. And 90% went to the physical. But that's, that's a slightly different thing. But in, in, uh, in an SP, spiritual energy is sent from satellite number 3 to level 6, level 5, level 4, level 3, level 2. This level, which is level 1, and the lower astral realms, which are levels minus 1 to 4. They, those levels, minus 1 to 4, shouldn't really exist. Uh, really, there should be seven levels on Earth. But because of our behavior, because of the... Um, you know, terrible conduct of humanity, uh, we do have these minus levels as well, which I'm afraid to say uh, I gather are pretty highly populated. Um, so, but energy goes there too. And this is a wonderful thing. And the, 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 the spiritual energy radiators supplement, if you like, the actions of satellite number three in sending energy out to the various levels. And the quantities, I mean, are greater now. It was 12,000 plus then. Now, with five spiritual energy radiators, it's 30,000 plus because each of them sending over 6,000 prayer hours out, over 2,000 prayer hours per hour. I hope I'm not. Absolutely doesn't incredible. sound like gobbledygook to people. No. But these, these are. Uh, although, do this is it, the science. Do you think it might be worth just um, explaining what the levels are to, to someone who may be new listening? Um, yes, certainly. Would I you mean, like to do that? Well, these are, you know, as well as the physical plane on which we live. Uh, when we pass on, we go to one of the other levels of existence according to, you know, what we have done during this lifetime. And the higher realm, most inhabited realms, I believe, are probably levels two and three. And then the higher realms are inhabited by very advanced people. Uh, also, people who in this lifetime have done really bad things and hurt other people and uh, been drag addicts, etc., will go to 
what is known as Richard said, these levels, these lower levels shouldn't really even exist, but they do. And um, <clears throat> we are told that energy was also, is also sent to these levels. And as Richard said, in Operation Prayer Power, 10% went to these lower levels, which is where it's really needed. Yeah, and it's also really needed here. And of course, there is a yes. fact, a very interesting fact that we, we, we perhaps need to remember is it's a point actually that Dr. King makes in this God's Magic in Action that if a person gains enlightenment, say, even if they're on a much higher level, um, that affects everyone, that affects the whole. So what happens to someone on level six or five or four does affect all of us. Uh, it, it affects yeah. the whole karmic balance of the whole of this planet. So moving on then, we've got level six is the highest inhabited realm on earth. And there, Dr. King, now, we're, now he's moving on not so much to spiritual energy radiators, in fact, not to the spiritual energy radiators, but to the energy that's sent out by people in cooperation with satellite number three. Uh, in other words, the potentization of their actions by a factor of 3,000 times. And level six, which is the highest inhabited realm on earth, these are beings who are very highly elevated, very holy, and very saintly. I, 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 my own opinion, for what it's worth, which may or may not be much, I don't know, is that they are very compassionate, uh, totally without ego, um, just wonderful, forgiving, but extremely knowledgeable and very advanced beings, many of them who've lived there for a long time. Now, during a spiritual push, and this was in 1978, these are the figures given to us uh, by Mars Retrograde Special Advisor S2, 9 million to 11 million units of spiritual energy are sent from satellite number 3 to level 6. So that's the first revelation uh, that we have there. Um, and it's a very, very high quality energy as well. As, as you said earlier, it's all about quantity and quality on these very high levels we aren't given a breakdown of quality uh, it's just broken into units of spiritual energy so that's level six level five received between four and six and a half million units of spiritual energy per day that's uh, a massive amount of course and those two levels are what are termed the, the realms of the masters male and female of course uh, extremely advanced and on level six a number of them will be waiting for their last life on earth yeah. and as, as Dr King puts it here today we're studying a report of a greater miracle than that done by Moses because what he did and we know the parting of the Red Sea and so on but what he did did not affect the other realms as much satellite number three does affect all the other realms in a very definite manner So now we're coming on to going down below level five, and these are still figures we've got thanks to Mars Sector 8 Special Advisor S2. Uh, now we go to level four. Now this is not one of the realms of the masters. It's the highest realm below the realms of the masters. Wonderful people, inspired people, some we would call geniuses of one kind or another possibly, uh, great scientists, great writers, good people. And they received between 15,000 and 17,500 prayer hours per day. Now we're now at a prayer hours from satellite number three. And here we're starting to find out, and this is where it gets very, very interesting, the quality as well and the category of energy. This is something else that we, ha we only know because of Mars Sector 8 Special Advisor S2. And he broke down how we can categorize energy and, and there's great teaching in these revelations because, for example, a higher quality of energy also accumulates more energy. In other words, if it's not used, it grows more quickly as a body of energy. And it grows more quickly and also it produces a higher quantity as well. There, there is a link between those things. It's not one or the other. And on level four, it's double A plus energy. So they received every day, and of course 167 days were got then, and it could be more now thanks to Sunbeam. Sorry, Chrissy, is there, any, am I, is there anything you want to add, or shall I 
continue with these amazing figures. Oh, no, please continue. So fascinating, yeah. Um, so moving on then, that's level four. Now, level three, an interesting level, a level where I gather there are a number of, um, should we say, more intellectually inclined people, um, not so inspired in a spiritual way as those on level four, um, but uh, certainly, you know, above the average person in their mental abilities for certain. And on level three, um, we're told that five to eight batteries were radiated per day, which is between 6,250 and 10,000 prayer hours. And the quality there on level three is double A plus and A plus. And that, interestingly, Chrissy, is the energy we now, not when this was given, mind you, but now we, we, we are calculating um, is, is given uh, in, in operation prayer power into our batteries yeah. on this level. Now that we're doing, now we've had years of training and, you know, our mantra teams are, are often fantastic and, you know, the prayers we've worked, some of them, for decades at this and we are able to, some are able to achieve solid and consistent double A plus energy during Operation Prayer Power. I'm not saying in all throughout their lives or our lives, but certainly during that mission, which is quite something. And it makes you wonder, actually, as an aside, whether now some of the energy when it's released may possibly uh, be going beyond this realm. I have no idea. I'm not saying that it does, but it's, it's interesting because this realm is not associated with double A plus energy is probably why right. some people don't understand how great Operation Prayer Power is because they can't relate to the energy, maybe. Maybe, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I wish this it's world was, uh, yes, uh, was able to um, you know, vibrate to that energy. We would be very different on this planet, would it not? Indeed. I mean, there is you know, this, this, this incredible statement that was made about Dr. King by the Master Theorist that... Uh, somebody can be so great they appear to be ordinary and there's a lot in that and, and he was really referring to dr king there and i and i also think it's a fact that the energy level uh, of of his output was so high uh, he was constantly struggling in a way to bring it down so that he could yeah. sort of work with people like you and me but uh his energy le level was so high that i think a lot of people just did not pick up on it and i travel with him as you know a lot and 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 he and he got on great with all sorts of people, and it was all fine. But they had no idea of who they were in the company of, because I don't think. And he was brilliant at, at relating at whatever level was required. But I yes. just don't think that energy level is detectable. It depends how attuned we are as to how much we're aware of that 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 level. Whereas you could have a person who could be very easily recognisable as magnetic, charismatic because they're putting out an energy at a level that you can easily detect and appreciate and understand and relate to. That's a very interesting and, thought, Richard. Absolutely. And the same is true. And this is, this is what I mean about these facts and these figures contained in them, a massive, massive teaching. So that's yeah. level three, A and A plus energy. And level two every day was between 4,400 and 7,150 prayer hours a day and the quality of that energy uh, is a plus on level two now level two i think is a very and in fact dr king says it's an extremely populated level um, it's a level where uh, people go who are really are ordinary people i mean they're not bad people they live in uh, you know in in the understood sense of bad anyway on this earth uh, they live a you know a decent life. They behave. They have a job. They, you know, do whatever is required to live a life, and on they go to to, to level two because they've done nothing outstanding. They haven't sought to do anything outstanding, but there's nothing bad about them, and there's a lot of people like that on this planet. Yes. So mm -hmm. even there, though, they're they're getting this output. So it's a lower output. Uh, of energy uh, and that's the level there is a plus now then we come to our level the physical level and uh, the prayer hours per day there are uh, actually i'll be giving 
slightly wrong figures. It's not. Uh, some of the figures I've been giving have been up for 167 days. So I'm just going to run through them again, so I don't haven't misled anyone. So um, let's get this absolutely right. Um, it's. Let me get this absolutely right because I don't want to give wrong information. So as I said, level three was between. 6,250 and 10,000 prayer hours radiated per day. Um, it's because they're broken into batteries. Now we now we come to uh, level two was four to six and a half batteries, and that's 4,400 to 7,150 prayer hours per day. So I haven't given anything wrong. Um, now we come to level one, this level, and that is between 2,550 and 6,375 prayer hours per day. Um, now that figure is really quite small in a way. When you think that the spiritual energy radiators are putting, well then we're putting out over 12,000, so there's a massively bigger output and now it's 30,000 if those figures are the same today you know our SERs are putting out five times as much energy and it may not be the same as the whole of the of the human race on the physical plane combined on a good day wow. uh, now having just to, to, to qualify that though the spiritual energy radiators that energy might go to other levels Right. Uh, bear in mind. But even so, the output is far greater through the spiritual energy radiators than the whole of everybody on this plane. Uh, that's quite a startling so is, fact, isn't it? Yeah, this is quite a unique plane, isn't it, Richard? It's very different it from the is. other realms. It is very different. And, it, and, the, and the energy level accorded here to this plane at that time, I have to stress, was A and A+, which I suppose is... is you know the best way of dis you know the way they chose to describe it because obviously on this plane you've got mass murderers and you've got saintly people you've got a whole mixed bag um but they break it down to a a plus energy on this plane are you i hope so listeners can see yeah, they've averaged it to that, obviously. I mean, I hope listeners can see. Yeah. And also, maybe that's what Satellite Number 3 considers to be useful and usable here on right. this level. Right, That's what I would assume. But I hope people can see this is a massive topic, a, a topic that could take real study. Do get the book. It's an absolute mine of information, and it will revolutionize your whole concept of energy and conduct and spirituality on earth. I mean, Dr. King, and once again, we see what an incredible pioneer he was and how he changed spiritual thinking completely through his missions and his approach to the missions and the information he received from cosmic beings like Mars Sector 6 and Mars Sector 8 Special Advisor S2. We mustn't uh, go on before going, I'm afraid, to the, the lower levels, and uh, it would be my personal opinion, and it's only an opinion, I want to stress that, that level minus one would be highly populated, I'm afraid. Dr. King very charitably says, it's not too bad a realm, but not too good either. Um, and there, even there though, uh, energy is going down there, it's between uh, 300 and... Uh, let me get this right uh, yeah 1,500 and 3,000 prayer hours per day I've got Chrissy have you got that 1,500 um, and 3,000 prayer hours um, per day going to level minus one I'm and that's the number B of batteries, um, okay no problem but that's, that's oh yes 1,500 to 3,000 yeah, yeah got and that. that's mm -hmm. B energy, that's category B. So in the early days of PrEP, I'm sure you remember this, Chrissy, we were getting B. We were getting A and B, yes. and even once we had a C. Nobody quite knew where, where that came from. Um, <laughs> and we've moved on a lot now. We have A plus and double A plus. That's how we assess it anyway. It's our assessment by terrestrial people, um, but uh, and mainly double A plus. But uh, in those days, it, it was much lower. 
Still useful though, still necessary, even yeah. on level minus one. Level minus two, um, they aren't the worst, says Dr. King. He knows a lot about these levels for very, very good reasons, uh, having been there to visit them, to help down there in many ways, uh, which we, we uh, some will know about. But um, even down on level minus two, they're getting between 1,250 and 1,875 prayer hours a day, category B and C. And then moving to minus three, it's getting very low. It's 250 to 500 prayer hours a day of C and D energy. And then minus four, which is the worst people, the dark negative magicians, the uh, mass murderers, the, the most evil people, which I'm afraid there have been a considerable number of through the centuries. And some of them stay there a long time, just as they do on the highest realm. So on the lowest ones, some of them stay for long periods of time, very long periods of time. Even there, though, 125 to 250 prayer hours per day of category D and E energy. And I think hearty congratulations to those those who get that energy out on uh, on level minus four, whoever they may be. I take my hat off to yes. them for that. I really, because it must be absolutely. extremely difficult to do down there. Um, yes, absolutely. So... Boy, and we owe all that, uh, that breakdown anyway, uh, to Mars Sector 8 Special Advisor S2, uh, a most incredible being, a unique being, a being who teaches through information, and there, there is some, uh, and helps and serves through information, general information, uh, which I think is a, quite a modest way of putting it. There is some priceless information, which you call in Mars Sector 8 priceless information. Um, absolutely fantastic uh, revelations and I apologize to listeners because it must be very very difficult to take all this in listening to it especially for the first time it must sound you know quite strange and it's a different kind of approach it's a very very new age Aquarian age approach wouldn't you say Chrissy? Absolutely it's totally uh, and different from anything we've really come across before so it's, it's, it's a reach for people, as you say, but do buy the book because then it's, you can sort of contemplate on it. And, you know, I don't know, I've read it quite a few times, but each time I read it, I get more out of it. Do you find that, Richard? Absolutely. And it does make you think about, you know, it, what's, what's very interesting, of course, too, is that the, the energy that is useful, um, you know, to, to lower realms. So there's it, a strange yeah. sort of paradox built in there because the, the people putting out, say, B energy on a lower realm is going to be a lot more useful to them and usable by them than if you're sending... Well, you couldn't send double A plus energy. I do remember, I don't know if you do, Chrissy, that one of the very early times that Dr. King charged a battery and he charged it for use on this physical plane himself personally uh, with his own energy... When it was released, he was quite disappointed because the, all the energy went to level five uh, and up because it was such high quality energy. And then he had to, so, you know, it's a strange thing. And of course, he is able to bring his energy levels down, as I explained before. And he did charge up batteries later on that were used in wars and so forth on Earth um, and put energy in our prayer power batteries. But... That was his natural, and probably there he was bringing his energy down, but it still went to level five. And the, the, there's a massive amount to study here and contemplate on and meditate on. Yes, I also wanted to ask you something, Richard, because you were speaking to uh, Dr. King almost every day for so many years. Mm. And I know when he received this, these revelations, he was very um, excited about them. Do, do you remember that firsthand? Yes, um, he was. It was the period when um, you know there was a lot tremendous activity going on in the theorist. It was a very difficult and very demanding period. But I think we should end with this. He attributed it all, and he makes this very, very clear in the book to one thing and one thing only. And let's end with these words: unconditional surrender to God. Yes. I think I think that's how he described it and nothing more can be added to that really and that's what he gave as the secret for everybody in life. So unconditional surrender to God is the message as far as he was concerned of Operation Sunbeam. Thank you Richard. 
Thank you, Chrissy. And over to you, Nikki. Well, thank you, Richard and Chrissy, for sharing your deep insights and for the amazing revelations during this show. Wow. You have been listening to A Theorist of Radio Live, which is your cosmic connection, the third Tuesday of each month. The next show will be on Tuesday, November the 15th, with the intriguing title, The World Without Flying Saucers, Lifeless. This will be hosted by Chrissy Blaze with her guest, Alison Lawrence. For more information on the fascinating facts mentioned in the show, or to connect with the Ethereum Society, please visit ethereus.org. You can connect with your hosts, Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence, by visiting their respective websites, chrissyblaze.com and richardlawrence.co.uk. Thank you so very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the month.